and welcome to a musical episode of Modern Life. <laughs> We're talking about Mary Poppins today. <laughs> and I'm here with America's uh, favorite podcast co-hosts, Stacy and Tabby. What's going on? Hey. Hi. Oh my God. <laughs> Hello, Goblin. Mouse gallery over here. I live and breathe. I was blowing the coast when it got caught on a nanny. Mary Poppins. All right, so we're talking about Mary Poppins today, but as always... Mary Poppins Returns. I'm sorry, yes. Mary Poppins Returns. Is that one of the titles of one of the books, by the way? Because there's like seven books, right? I actually, for once, did not read any of the oh books my this time. God. Was, that wasn't going to happen. You know what's funny is actually the um, Emily Blunt actually based her character off of the books. That makes sense. Than, I noticed than, that. Because yeah. she didn't want to do it. She's like, nobody can be Julie Andrews, so... Huh, She's interesting. a little more hard, hardcore, hardline. I do. I have seen the um, one of my acquaintances played the little boy on the Broadway tour thing or the Mary Poppins tour. So I saw it when it was in Denver, and the Mary Poppins in the musical is more like the book where she is more hardcore and more strict and uh-huh. more like that. So, but I haven't read any of the books. Interesting. As always, before we get going, we're gonna do some modern life thoughts jibber jabber world famous segment what's on your mind guys guys is anyone awake jesus christ am i going first um we just got back from the gym all three of us and i think my co-hosts are asleep at the wheel right now (laughs) were you about to say something about the gym before we started stace oh i was just I don't remember. What oh, we don't move there. our arms. Oh, you guys are ridiculous when you when you guys go on the treadmill. Like you, like literally. I know you're German, but you have this like perfect. Oh, robots! You guys are like complete robots. But you don't get any of the exercise of like actually moving. Like that's the whole difference between the bike and the thing. You guys were talking about how the bike and the thing. The bike and the treadmill. You guys were saying that like the whole purpose of the <laughs> treadmill is you get like more of a workout with all your body parts. Yet you guys literally walk with your hands straight down and like this. Before you met my brother, he was so bad that it was like a topic in the family discussion. That's why I was telling Stacy this. Um, <laughs> like, like when he was walking, his his neck would not move and his head would not move. It was like, yeah, it was like the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> well, just for the record, you're, you're kind of guilty of it too when you're on oh, the treadmill. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, yeah you, like your hands don't move on the treadmill. No, side. like you, like literally, like yeah. you guys need to get your like, hands into it. Come <laughs> on. Why? Because it's better for, like, it's is more it, of a workout. Is it? Yeah. Is that your modern thought? That's my modern thought. That's it? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Way to be prepared. You just pulled well, that out of your butt. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. No, that wasn't going to be my modern thought, but he brought it up, so I was going to go off on it. <laughs> okay. Figured save this gold for the podcast. <laughs> Woohoo. Um, okay, so I'm currently, nothing's going on with me. I'm almost done reading Villette by... You say nothing's going wrong with you? On with me. Oh. By Charlotte Brawny. Okay. English, please. Nobody's laughing at that. I, I don't, I, sorry, I don't. Okay, so I'm not... I don't, I don't do book jokes. <laughs> 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 um, Charlotte is the true goth of the Bronte sisters. The rest are hot topic fakers. 
Um, I, they're a little too edgy and over the top for me most of the time. Charlotte is the one who wrote Jane Eyre, of which if you watch all the movie versions of that, it would take you your entire lifetime. There has It has to be like on the world record for movie versions based on a book. Um, Not Jane Austen? I don't know. There's no. a lot of versions of Romeo and Juliet too. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, think they, I think they compete right there. They really do. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> the heroine and there's a lot of things in this book that it's not one of my favorite books ever, but I am enjoying reading it. Um, their obsession with abusive heroes and love interests is a little weird to me, and I can't get into it. Um, but the heroine in this, Lucy Snow, is just savage and brutal and witty all the time, and it's <laughs> such a joy. So I just, I'm just gonna read you this one part. She has this like sassy, like really flirty friend, um, and the friend goes, "How do I look? How do I look tonight?" And Lucy Snow says, "As usual, preposterously vain," and then. <laughs> I don't, it's just freaking hilarious to me. I, I'm like, I'm missing something. And then a friend goes, well, I wouldn't be you for a kingdom. And then she goes, what? And then Tommy's the, losing. And the friend's like, what would you give to be me? And Lucy Snow says, not a bad sixpence. And she's like, oh, you don't think so in your heart. And she goes, no, for in my heart, you have not the outline of a place. And it's just such a sick burn. <laughs> it's so fantastic. I'm not laughing at the book. I'm laughing at how <laughs> funny you think it is. <laughs> you're like, okay, you're like reading. You can't even contain. You're like, oh, 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 oh. maybe somebody will find me through this podcast and be like, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, you need, I'm, I'm not the right audience for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> not even the language is getting to you and touching your uh, oh, man. soul. What's your modern thought? I don't have a whole lot of a modern thought. Um, I did watch something interesting this morning that I didn't know was a thing. In Thailand, they have the there's a ton of homeless people, and they uh, they make their own little like like you know those Wild West railroad wagons, those mm -hmm. little tiny where you would like one person would push down and then mm -hmm. the person on the other. It's almost it's like that size, and they put all these people on there, all these morning and evening commuters. Like it fits like maybe six eight people, and then mm -hmm. they just push these carts just with their feet. Like a, like a, like a, one of those scooters, you know, you have one foot on the cart and they're pushing with the other foot and they push these railway carts and they like push people to work, except for it's on railroads where trains are still going as well. So then sometimes these people get like run over by trains because the trains just like honk, like get the hell off the railway, but what? they like There's won't like stop. There's like deaths associated yeah, with this? It's like, I'm like well, how is this a thing? Why is this a thing? I don't know. That's like the video didn't go into it that much. They were just they interviewed one guy and he's like, well, we like taking it's like it's faster and more convenient just to hop on one of these than it is to take the train and it's cheaper. They pay these people like two cents per kilometer or something like that. And they're like, oh, and it helps the homeless people out and blah, blah, blah. And these homeless people then th these little wagons are so light, you can just like lift them right off the wheel or it's just like made out of little pieces of wood. And then they, they sleep on those at night. And then the next day, they are just commuting people on the railways. again. It's just, like, very strange. I didn't know this was a thing. But I guess just a few... I think they... 
what was like CNN or whatever. They did a video on it because I guess just a few weeks ago, one of these people got run over by one of the trains, especially because there's a few segments where there's bridges over water. And so then when the train comes, you can't just like hop off the railway real fast. Like you got to jump in the water or just keep going or hope the train stops. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Oh, that's dramatic. And, oh, and the homeless, the homeless people they were interviewing, they were like, yeah, it's really hard and my body is hurting all the time. And especially when I have six people and I have to push the rail cart uphill. And I'm like, how do you even do that? Like, if they do it every day. I guess. It's just crazy. I don't know, so that was interesting. Um, so of all of us present, my yes. this Mary Poppins original is my brother's favorite Disney movie. He Why'd is also he's also the only one who has not seen Dick Van Dyke in real life. <laughs> I know. Wait, he's when amazing. did you see Dick Van Dyke? Oh, I'm gonna tell the story right Wait, now. Wait, what? What do you mean? You don't remember this. My brother doesn't have a very good memory. Um, so we all at separate <laughs> times <laughs> worked. I don't either. It runs in the family. Wow. I don't think um, any of us at this table. Sorry, I don't no. remember every story you tell. <laughs> I'm gonna tell her. You're right not now. that important. <laughs> So we worked at this place in Malibu, the same place, but not at the same time. So yeah. Stacy and I and Dick Van Dyke used to frequent that restaurant. I think he still does. He, he lives still does. He, lives he lives right like there in Malibu. Malibu. Yeah. So right Stacy and I have seen him there. I saw him there like within my first week. My brother had worked there for like a longer time. I worked there for over three years and never ran never into ran him. Never ran into him. And literally him. everybody else was like, oh yeah, he was here this morning. Oh, you just missed him. I'm like, I'm like Are you kidding me? <laughs> and within my first week of being there, I saw him. And then one of the um, employees who knew how much you cared about this was like, oh, you need to text your brother right now. And so I told you that I saw Dick Van Dyke, oh, and okay, all you now. texted me was "fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't say hi to him, did you? He was just leaving. I, mean, oh, I just dude, said like I goodbye. Just, you would have freaked out. He's not gonna be around that much longer. I know. Been, and he's always—I know he's always super nice and always the biggest See, now I did talk to him, and he is the nicest yeah. person on the face of the earth. I mean, you kind of have to be when you're Dick Van Dyke, but yeah, he has a great smile. He's an excellent human the being. The thing is, I know what gated community in malibu he lives in and i do have a real estate license so if i really <laughs> wanted to i could like get into the gated community and like knock on his door stalker much <laughs> which i would of course never do but i'm just like yeah i never ran into him for over three years of being down there and it's upsetting i'm sorry it's upsetting. <laughs> you know he has like a little local acapella group like he still sings oh really yeah he's got these guys fun fact guys wait you know so why aren't we going for this know, we movie should, we should look before the mary poppins movie he never sang and danced he learned how to for the movie did you know that i think i did know that yeah but then he did a bunch of other movies where he no after and danced, after right? he learned for the movie he was obsessed with it and then that was it like that started his career started his career well not started his oh career, I, for I mean. some reason i thought chitty chitty bang bang was before mary poppins but i'm that no, would no, have been no, wrong then no. i'm almost positive there's a ralph's which if you're not in california I don't, is ralph's only in california they were not in colorado when i lived there king super's version no, there's no. a big grocery store chain down there in malibu and i was in there one time and i'm almost positive right as i was leaving he passed me by, but I'm I'm only like sixty percent positive. It could have been a dream. I'm like I think it was him. I don't. It, it happened vision. so fast. <laughs> a fantasy. And then when I turned around, he was gone. <laughs> um, but that's the close. That's that's all I got. So we gotta go track him down. All right. 
obviously there's gonna be spoilers yeah um so All yeah right. deal it's with it tubby spoilers. what you got gonna summarize it okay so mary poppins returns revenge of the nanny is <laughs> the it's the sequel to the 1964 <laughs> disney film um, about a babysitter who gaslights her charges and enthralls them with her witchy magic. She visits the next generation of Banks kids so one can have a better relationship Wait, with she, his she, kids. She does what? She gaslights her what? Her what charges. You? Oh. What's that mean? Yeah, what? What is that sentence? What do you mean? She gaslights You don't her know what charges? gaslighting is? What oh. do you mean her charges? I'm so confused right now. Charges are charges are what they call like kids that you're in charge of. I've never heard that. Oh really? Yeah, that's a that's an actual babysitting term. But I have my not charges. <laughs> Sorry. My God. Um, you're using vocabulary. It's 2019, your right? Like <laughs> um, so yeah, so she makes sure one can have a better relationship with his kids, and then the other can get laid with a lamplighter. Um, the family comes up against a businessman who knows. You, you just know he's a baddie after like 0 0.01 seconds of introduction. Colin Firth. They struggle to find proof of their father's company shares to save the family home. And when they do, they have to Nathan, Drake it up, Big Ben. And then they almost, oh yeah, there's the evil toffee snacking Mr. Darcy that they almost mm -hmm. hit in the head with a kite. Um, then in the end, everything Wait, is that's, good. I thought that was the evil guy you were just talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They like bang his window in with a the kite. They sure do. Um, then there's the balloon lady, Mrs. Potts. Bold colors are back in fashion, and we never find out if the dad can resume his dream of painting. And that's the end oh, of no, the movie. Oh, no, he does. No, he says it right before the end. He goes, I'm going to paint those or something. Yeah, but is he going to make he a goes, living can't wait to that? Paint them. No, he's not. In the Great Depression? No, he's got so much money now, <laughs> he can just do whatever the hell he wants. Didn't he's I got just realized Mrs. Potts is Angela Lansbury, which is a the also, same person uh, who played... The voice of Mrs. Potts in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, Was I that just supposed to be a play? Oh, I don't yeah. know. Did you say that? Yeah, I just said that. Whoopsie. Wait, hold on. She just to skip to the end real fast, Mr. Bank Manager Dick Van Dyke goes, that Tuppence is now worth far more than that banknote that you have with us. And the banknote, if you saw, was like 20,000 pounds. He says it's more than enough to pay the house off. So I think uh, Michael has so much money now. With that and the banknote, he can just do whatever the hell he wants. That's why they're like, can we go to the park? He's like, I don't see why not. He's like, I have financial freedom. Woo! Oh, my God. I need to take your happy pill. <laughs> so one pound is 240 pence. He would have needed a 75% return per year. Also, so his reaction just proves to me that he should not be a banker. He's obviously not suited to this job because he does not understand how money works. No, of course. I'm surprised he's a teller in the first place. He's like an artist. Like, I don't see him being good with numbers. Because when, when Dick Van Dyke goes, oh, you had the tuppence in the bank, he's not... He's just trying to be nice because Michael took those tuppins back and ran out of the bank and yeah, started a riot. Yeah, that's the person I got when he said um, it, right? But he doesn't Stacey? even remember that. His memory is so bad. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I did that. That's right. Yeah, and that's when I walked out there. I'm like, wait. I'm like, did that tuppins end up getting deposited? And then we we watched on YouTube. And no, he snags the tuppins. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the bank manager is just being, like, super nice. And he's just giving him a bunch of money. All your... Which I don't 
I guess is nice. I don't know. Where's he getting the money from? There's actually when you look this up, like what what would that tuppence be worth today? There's a surprisingly large amount of articles that break this down. <laughs> there was so many articles that have investigated this. And the best case one I found was on I think it was five thirty eight dot com, which is just like nerdy statistical website. Um they said best best case scenario it would be worth like in US dollars like sixteen bucks now. Now? Now or at the like, time like no, like four years ago when the article came out. So in two thousand like fourteen oh, it would be worth sixteen dollars. <laughs> it's a tuppence, which by the way, can we talk was what did you say? Two hundred forty tuppence equals a pound. Yep. What the hell is that? I didn't know that's a thing. When I looked this at up, at the time, yeah. I how about know. just like a hundred cents equals a dollar, right? That makes like I don't know what these British people with their weird measurements and currency and who comes up with this crap. Two hundred forty <laughs> tuppence is a pound. It's just the most random thing. Stacy, you still wait? I feel like I'm remembering something from the original movie. So let me just look. It like up what? Anyway. Let's help you. What you got? Well, I know he takes it back, but then I feel like the ending, he ends up giving it to him, but I'm not 100% about it, so I didn't mm. want to bring it up until I was sure. Oh, really? He, yeah. They give it back? I, I feel like... Remember. Oh, he gives it to his dad, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like uh, in the end, he After he gets up, fired, yeah, he gives it like, up? You think yeah. you're right. But does the So dad... I think you guys are... like, But I can't remember, so I was going to verify before he spread it. Either way, there's it. no way in hell that Tuppence is worth anything That's especially right. since this movie is like during the great depression era and so whatever it's invested in would be worth nothing at the time anyway That's right yeah he gives it to his dad <laughs> i remember that now what I'm saying, and i think that he ends up putting it back in the bank anyways let's but not also then what is that saying that mary poppins was wrong and you should put your i thought you about that feed the birds i thought about <laughs> like, that <laughs> i don't know what does that mean so then if he would have fed the birds with the tuppence he would have never had the money that he has now in mary poppins return so yeah mary poppins was wrong right well, I don't think that was really mary poppins point in the first place I'm, right like it was it's Just like I'm messing it's with about you, the relationship Toppers, toppers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, So the first thing I said after we walked out of the movie theater, I was like, I thought you said Lynn Manuel Miranda had a good accent. <laughs> and you and just I said, compared to Dick Van Dyke, yes. <laughs> oh, the London score, Mary. <laughs> to be fair, he makes fun of himself and he's completely aware of how bad his accent is. I, I, I'm do, not a Cockney accent expert, so I'm just like, is that bad? I, I have no idea. I my, don't know. My problem with Lin-Manuel's performance in this was... Here we go. He is doing a theater performance. You're going to get so, so much hate mail. There's a, oh, no, he's like a good guy, but there's a lot of face going on. There's a lot of mm -hmm. expressions. There's mm -hmm. no subtlety, which you have to do when audiences totally. are watching you from like 50 rows back. But it didn't work for me in this movie. It was just too I didn't much. That's funny because they did that in the first one. Like over the top facial expressions. Like, like Dick Van Dyke, you yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, he's very over the top. I feel like that's part of the, the characters in the movie. Like I feel like it's part of the whole idea of me When I watch that movie, it's like the only time I ever get like giddy like a kid. Mm. Like, And I was so amazed that that movie was able to do it again. Like, mm. like yeah. I literally felt like I was a kid coming out of that movie again. Same. Yeah. And I, and I just think, and I think that's part of it. Like the whole over the top, like. I had this stupid grin on my face. Exactly. For the entire two hours. Yeah. The entire two hours. And it lasted a good hour afterwards too. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I also my my eyes were slightly wet the entire two hours because I felt like I was transported back to. Oh childhood. really? When, I was like yeah, in huh. that world again. It was yeah. like absolutely when Dick fantastic. Van Dyke came on screen and he's like doing trying to dance. And oh, like, it's awesome! I I like it's cried a little bit at fantastic. that. Just not at what was happening in the film, but just it's Dick Van Dyke and. I just I just think they did such a great job of capturing it again, and I think that that over top is what they were looking for and what they expected. It you know, didn't work for me, I guess. I'd in, be interested to know because Lin-Manuel Miranda, yeah, he is totally from theater background. I don't I don't even know what other movies. I think he's done one or two other movies, maybe. Has he? I, this is the biggest movie he's done, I think, by far. Um, but yeah, you're right. He's just, he comes from the theater background, and when you have Emily Blunt next to him, who's yeah. a, a master yeah, act, movie actress at this point. Yeah, I think that's what was throwing me off. And she's just so insanely subtle and quick with all Calculated her little things but i didn't i didn't mind at all because it is like this over-the-top world so i think miranda's way of acting just fits right in that i feel like that was the same like kind of dynamic that they had in the first one too where like you had uh andrews who was like very precise with everything yeah, and then dick van Goober, dyke who dick was van like you know, yeah. <laughs> I just I just feel like that was part yeah. of their relationship was just that like that it took you out of the movie, to. you mean, or what? Yeah, it because Dick Van Dyke for me is like goofy and has more of like a comedy thing whereas yeah. Lynn Manuel's it's just too much. Yeah. And also we didn't grow up with this terrible accent because we know all the songs in German and we saw it dubbed. So I didn't even know Dick Van Dyke had a terrible accent mm, until like a few years ago. So. Yeah. What any does anyone have any feelings about the paintings in the beginning credits? I knew scene? you would love those. <laughs> Stacey yeah. and I because you know St okay, so Stacey and I watched the movie and then I watched the movie again with Tabby last night. So I've seen it twice. Um but when Stacey and I were watching it, that's the f we just both said that to each other right away. We were like, Oh, oh my god, Tabby's gonna, Tabby's love, gonna this. love these things. <laughs> like I don't that's not the type of style that very like it I mean it fits in with the time where it's mm -hmm. very like Post-impression-y, broad strokes. Yeah, but that's the same style from the original movie. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying it's good and it fits the movie, but mm -hmm. like just for me personally, that's not sure. my favorite type of art. But I thought it was cool that they put right. that in no, there. Right. No, and that, and that that's all. Sense. I just, I knew you would appreciate that it's in there. I know if you, um, I don't know if you saw it. I watched the credits a little closer, watching it the second time, and right in the, uh, right after it lists all the main actors, it says. Uh, Art by and inspired by, I don't have his name. I didn't have time to do as much research as I wanted to, but the guy who drew all the original stuff from the first movie. Nice. So there must have been some pain, some of the art that was n never included in the original movie that they put in there, and then also it said inspired more. by, so then that same style, which I thought was Interesting. Cool. But I I'd like to find out like what are some of the art he made back when the first movie came out. I would like to see Tubby watch the first one again in English. In English, yeah. And, I don't know and then have you never realize, seen it in English? No. Oh, wow. and, then, and, then, and then compare the two because I'm going to tell you right now, like, I feel like your reaction because even that five-minute clip that you watched in the just like half an hour ago of the scene with the Tuppence yeah. the, you were like, this is so over the top. No, but like in a good way. I know what the movie is. Yeah, no, I'm not saying you don't, but I just feel like it, you, you would have a different impression now than you did back then. Yeah. Does that, does that yeah. make sense? Especially when you're looking at it from like an analytical point of view versus just yeah. watching the movie for enjoyment purposes. Um, can we talk about how perfect Emily Blunt oh. is in this movie? Oh 
Kelly Bowen's perfect, period, <laughs> first of all. Woman crush over here on her. She is. She just she, she, slaughtered she, like, that. She slaughtered it. When when I heard they were casting her and Lin Manuel, you know, as the sidekick, uh, I was just like, yeah, that's that's perfect. Like I don't know who else could get those roles. I mean, like, that's mm -hmm. perfect casting. I mean, her like descent. We saw this in the trailer when she just descends mm -hmm. uh, from holding on to the kite, mm -hmm. and you're just like, yeah, 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 it just stuns you. She looks right? the part. It just she's the way she talks just her manners it's it's just mary poppins and she has like, the funniest perfect. lines in yeah, the she whole does. thing she's not a bag of flour <laughs> <laughs> like when they have all the like fun times and then the couple like drive away on the bike and she's like holding on to him mm -hmm. and then she turns around and she goes that's enough like <laughs> 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 Yeah, she's got the zippy one-liners. Playtime's over. I actually thought the movie as a whole was really well cast. I don't know. I know you don't like a, what Michael... Ben Wind... No, what's his name? He just the won actor. the Golden Globe. But there. I've never... He's never appealed to me as an actor, so this isn't... Like, I'm not I've a huge fan of him, but I'm like, this, yeah, but... like, that's Michael. Like, I... Yeah. I thought he was great. Yeah, I think I he did know. a nice job. Um. Yeah, and just as a whole, like, every... Every actor, I don't know. I just thought it was... Fantastic. It was amazing. I love the scene of um, Mary Poppins gliding up the stairs in the mm -hmm. background. It's mm -hmm. just, that makes me laugh. And then the, and the maid is the maid's like, like she chill. Knows what's up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that which <laughs> I really like her in this movie. Yeah, she was great. Excellent. Yeah. I, I think my favorite character, though, is like her umbrella, the little bird that talks. <laughs> which looks very different. And used Does to it? be like these more bold colors. I remember the colors being different, but. I just. After she glides up the stairs and the umbrella starts talking, she goes, I should have left you downstairs. And he goes, with the canes? Oh, no. <laughs> I just, I was just, something about that joke. I was giggling for like five minutes in the movie theater. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, but I'm glad you bring up the colors because I thought this movie, I, I don't think compared to the first one, completely different like the colors don't pop as much it's definitely much more muted for a lot of the movie like what? especially the really? first half you don't notice that the first half or first third of the movie it's like super kind of gray brownie flat i don't know but the kid has that bright green jacket my poppins yeah but the colors hat. still don't they don't really pop all that much yeah but that might have to be doing it done with the filming aspect no, well, because hold, hold aren't on. they added in later like the color isn't that kind of like well and i know i think so, some of it's films. on purpose because what i noticed the second time around is the first third of the movie it's like really muted and even like when mary poppins comes down like the sky is still really gray and her colors don't really pop out that much and then as things start getting better like everything starts lighting up a little more you know, the I colors start popping and then you have all the scenes at night where so everything gets kind of dark again and then at the very end of the movie it's just you have the balloons and you're on the lawn and it's just like bright and colors everywhere. It just seems like to go it's going through these waves of different color palettes. Or I feel like I read something about that being on purpose. Because no, in and, the and beginning it's supposed to be winter and then right. Mary Poppins comes and it turns into spring or and, something. Like and watching that. the second time, I, I just noticed like, OK, so we're just there's like a pattern to the way this is going and what the mood of the movie is and what's going on. I don't know. I don't know if you noticed any of that. Yeah, um, I think those were the only c costumes I didn't enjoy were the ones at the very end. Because um, especially the sister has like a red hat and then pink pants and then it's just every oh, like color. The pink hat. Like it was too much. I did not enjoy yeah. that. 
Um, but besides that, all the costumes were absolutely incredible. Like mm-hmm. the, you know, the kind of Wolf Among Us ones where everything's drawn on. Yeah, like when, the when they're in ones. the porcelain bowl and yeah. it's... And, you know, some of it's just regular clothes, but then some of it is, like, flattened out, like their bow ties and stuff. It's, it's like just drawn kind on. of drawn on the shirt. Yeah, that was fantastic. And Mary Poppins, like, polka dot gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved her swimsuits. outfit. Yeah, no, yeah. And I loved her outfit when she's doing the, at the concert hall, when they're in the ceramic bowl. Yeah, she oh, gets yeah, like yeah. the black hair bob cut. And, yeah. Like, I don't know. That's fantastic. And I too. looked up the, um, costume designer sandy powell she's won three oscars already and she has a lot of um pure drama background so she did the young victoria which is another excellent emily blunt movie even though emily blunt is a little too tall to play victoria but Mm -hmm. whatever um she also (laughs) did the costumes for the favorite and cinderella and that one again is if you have ever seen it like Kate Blanchett's costumes like as the evil stepmom mm-hmm. she just looks on point all the time yeah but then the actual dress and I feel like they do this a lot and that might just be the producer or Disney reaching in and being like no we need the signature dress to look like this because mm-hmm. when Cinderella is like spinning and spinning and then you see the final form of this blue kitschy dress I'm like that's it keep spinning uh, make it better yeah. it's just like no finesse it's just like a blob of blue with like plastic butterflies glued onto it and i'm like why (laughs) but so that for me was just the end of this movie when it was just all the colors and it was too overwhelming because i felt like the balloons were already giving it that right that kind of pop so but besides that was really excellent Um, i thought it was interesting and i don't know if this is i'm i'm sure it's based on stuff that happens in the books too but this movie really doubles down and it's mentioned multiple times about just how the adults forget and it just really drives home that point. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, I just the, thought that was... The int- kids forget too. I guess so. Original. I just thought that was... In- I'm, I don't know. I just thought that was like an interesting way to go of like... Because I, I didn't know how... Just from the trailer, like going into the movie, I didn't know... So if Mary Poppins returns, like are Michael and his sister like do they think everything was real or like I, I don't know but it just it doubles down on like oh no that wasn't real and they forget all this stuff yeah but then at the know. end they all fly so yeah and well know. no and they're like it was all real but then she's like well they're gonna forget and i'm like are they gonna forget they flew over the park with <laughs> balloons like how do you forget that and also to my point if like they're never gonna get that bowl again which you say they are gonna they're return. gonna get the bowl they're gonna forget to get the bowl they're All gonna right. be like where's Stacey? this hidden alley with the topsy-turvy lady tell me things because everyone forgets they're gonna forget about their mother's bowl too i think that's how will they nonsense. find the door when even i feel like Lin-Manuel's... mary poppins is just gonna put it back fixed yeah that's what i think too mm-hmm. like i don't think they're the literally cousin. gonna go back to the yeah. store like i think it's just gonna appear exactly okay. that was okay. my thought too like the cousin's just gonna place it because yeah. lin-manuel has never been in this alley before and he lights all the lamps so okay, how are these point. kids gonna find i've never noticed this one before <laughs> <all right>. oh <laughs> 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 um, wait ask stacy what you were gonna ask her last night oh god okay with the kite you want to first tell your story about your mom our mom <laughs> you know when they look through the kite they're like, look, this is your mother. And they hold the kite up to the light. Uh, to r- to remind like, everybody, they're looking for the banknotes. Yeah. Kid gets his kite from the house they're as like, they're moving it's out. It's the certificate. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And my mom next to me, like, gasped. <gasps> and I turned to her and I was like, you cannot 
be serious. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the car, I asked my brother, like, didn't you know, like, that that was a certificate? And, and I was, was like, like, sort of. Sort of. I, didn't, I just didn't really think about it. When Mary Poppins, like, hands the kid the wastebasket, like, take this outside, See, wink, she already, wink. Did you, did you already know? See, I don't. I think every I normal person knew. No, I just think that we're, when we watch things, we no, you guys are. smaller I think details. you guys are better than the average person. I'm sorry, this is not a subtle, like, I'm just, I just don't yeah, but he's twist always movie. I don't like, think ahead. I'm just, like, surprised. in the movie. I'm like, what's gonna happen <laughs> always surprised like it world. never fails every movie we watch he's like That's you knew that true. was gonna he's like you knew that was gonna happen didn't you i was like yeah i'm not always surprised it's just you guys always figure it out like so early on and i'm just and the first five I'm minutes just, of the movie i'm like oh that's don't. gonna happen yeah <laughs> so sometimes you are wrong i am sometimes. but that that story reminds me of uh stacy you and i we watched that bumblebee transformers movie mm-hmm. <laughs> 15 minutes into the movie Haley Steinfeld, like, oh my god, <laughs> undoes the tarp at the scrapyard, and there's the yellow beetle that's Bumblebee, and there was a guy in the audience, and he goes, <gasps> I'm like, oh, so, so I just bumped my mic. I'm like, yeah, Bumblebee's, in, like, did you not watch the trailer? Like, what did you think you were watching? He was like so surprised that, oh my god, she found Bumblebee. I'm like, oh lord, that's like a next level of special. And also, can we talk about there seems to be an epidemic in this country of uh, new mothers who have just had their child bringing their newborns into the movie. The you last. Would, no, this is, we're not talking about this. On the this last is like a very sensitive. No, subject. no, 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 it's not. The last three movies I've gone to, there's been screaming kids, including these Mary Poppins movies who are like half a year old. <laughs> a toddler in our thing and in this day of age of netflix and online streaming you can get whatever the hell you want in your living room <laughs> like there's just no excuse to bring your stupid screaming toddler into the movie theater like put him to bed go watch a movie at home until he's like three years old or something you know i'd like just figure it out be a good person be a better citizen i'm sorry it's know, just it yeah. really bugs me um so there's a detail I noticed that I always notice. The pearl necklace prop that he, the dad is playing with mm-hmm. and it reminds him of his wife. We haven't talked in so long. The pearls are uneven and that never happens. Hmm. Never. And I'm just ecstatic about I it. I noticed they were uneven, but I didn't think about it in that context. I always yeah. notice it. Like in Those Moana. Those are freshwater pearls. What? Right. Well, that's fre- how they're supposed Those are freshwater yeah. pearls. Yeah. No, because freshwater pearls, they can manipulate to be any shape. I'm just saying, but that's what they're. Just like raw. I think that's what they're called. Raw pearls is that what it is? Well, but in Moana, for example, she has a string of pearls on her costume. Mm. They're all symmetrical. I'm like, oh sure, you just found all those perfectly symmetrical (laughs) pearls in the ocean. Like, (laughs) why would you even like? Why would that even register as something you want? Why do you identify pearls as something that needs to be round? Like, Mm. that's just a little thing, and I really appreciate it. Um, I really appreciate. I really appreciate. This is a Disney movie, and Disney loves to put five million Easter eggs in through their movies and remind you about all the good times you had watching the first movie. Like in all the Star Wars movies they're making, they're like, Blue Milk, get it? <laughs> You're like, Yes, I've seen Star Wars. And they did such a nice job in this movie of just like not cramming those in your face. Like when he's up in the attic and you see the little letter boxes, mm-hmm. and there's the. You know, the kite still has his uh, mother's, like, yeah. woman's rights uh, thing suffragette. on it. The t- yeah, the suffragette thing on it. 
It's just all these little Easter eggs in the background, but it's not like cramming it into your face. They don't have to like because that stuff to always it. takes me out of the movie. Like in The Force Awakens, they're like, "Oh, the Millennium Falcon," and they start playing the little game there on the main. I'm just like, yeah, I, I could get it. I, oh, and the chess I've seen game Star Wars. is stopped exactly when it was stopped in oh, Episode oh, Four, and I'm just, like, nobody's played this chess game in like oh, 20 years. Is that what you're just, saying? That stuff takes me out of the movie, and I'm just like, it's so dumb, like. Those are the they did a really nice job in this. Thing. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting because every single song is mirrored in this, except for the political sister suffragette song. Mm-hmm. Like the sister didn't have yeah. a song about like the labor that is party. True. She didn't um, have a, it's a two-hour-long movie, and she didn't get a song. That is true. Which I walked out of that theater and I was like, I could not tell you a single song right now. Um, I think that's the biggest problem with the movie. Yeah. I think the only thing I remember, and this is after watching it a second time, because after the first time, just like you, I'm just I walked out. I'm like I, nothing. I I want to hum a song, and I don't know, I don't, nothing stuck. The only thing that stuck after watching it a second time was that London Sky m- song, which isn't even remotely to the best song in the movie. I think it's just it's what starts and ends the movie, and I think the melody's slightly catchy. But yeah, none of they were all really fun and fine, but just none of them are that memorable at all. I think it's a different era in terms of like back when Mary Poppins came about, it was like there was so many songs in movies that you had mm-hmm. those writers that were like used to putting songs in movies. Mm-hmm. So they were like these phenomenal songs because that's what they did. They made songs for movies. And now it's like, that's not really the case. So you don't have that. I feel like there's a lack of people that are able to like get that catchiness. I don't buy that. You have Lin-Manuel Miranda on this movie. Who's, Why didn't he? I didn't he's written like the most memorable Broadway musical in the last 10 years or one in the top I five. I can sing all the Moana songs right now. Why didn't they ask him to help them with the music? I'm just, I, I don't. I just don't buy that. I think there's so much talent out there and I just I just don't think it clicked on this movie as far as the songs go and well I think the the songs were fine they just they weren't you're comparing them to the original it just no that's also true but like again you to, literally there's like to Tuffy's point to we this, still have movies day. and musicals that yeah. pump out memorable there's no shortage of memorable songs around it just didn't really it's just a little weird that there wasn't a single one in this movie I yeah. did like um, the ceiling song, which is like the ceiling song. The when they have tea on the top of the ceiling, which is now mirrored with the cousin Mel Streep, right. who's like where everything is upside down. That song was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed. And that's that. what I'm saying. All the numbers, the dancing, every everything's super fun, and I like. It's there's not a bad song in the movie. It's just they're not memorable. I don't know. Uh, there's like 20 of them in the first one. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like <laughs> let's fly a kite, tuppence, spoonful of sugar. I had none of those like Holiday, memorable, yeah. me- memorable lines even within the song. Mm-hmm. But then they tried, for example, in the porcelain bowl song when they are um, in the carriage, the rhyming and the rhythm is exactly like super califragilistic. Okay. So they they did such a great job of not copying and mirroring mm-hmm. everything yeah. um yeah. but then it's still yeah maybe i just need to see it more because like for example the step in time which was in this case the lamplighters dance number with the uh ladders and the bikes 
was, Step in Time being when all the chimney sweepers in the yeah. first movie. Yeah, which that is was incredible. the best number. Yeah. That was incredible. I love how they copied that. Like, I love Mary you know Poppins. That scene dancing. originally in the first one was only supposed to be like super short and they like extended it. Um, it's like to a like such 10 a minute, long. Yeah, because um, Walt did like Walt. And talking about ridiculous, they called and was like, "You're gonna extend this and this," and it ended up making it perfect. (laughs) Talking about ridiculous, don't the chimney sweepers end up like jumping into the chimney? They come out of the Uh, fireplace. The The first movie is ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'm saying they like they come out of the fireplace in the first movie. Like I just like thinking back on it now, it is probably more ridiculous than this movie. Oh, way (laughs) more ridiculous. I feel like that's. That's yeah, when they charm. come down and all the lamplighters are just black silhouettes and they're like in their pose, I'm like, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And they got their oh, little BMX bikes. A, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a nice little twist. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's you're right. They like they didn't copy it. They just did their own version of stuff and just were inspired by the first movie. And I think that's as far as sequels go, like this got to be in the top ten, right? Yeah. I, I think it was an incredibly hard task to take on you to have, begin with and to master it the way they did. I, th- I I give them props. Like it's one thing to have people do a sequel that worked on the first movie, which obviously in this case you don't have. It was forever ago. So it's you have all new people just inspired by this original material. And they, yeah, I mean, I've, how, how many how many remakes or sequels are there now that are so many years later that just kind of fall flat? Um, it's just uh, they, in the background they would play the original songs but yeah, just yeah, the melody yep. and then sometimes it just made me go oh but I just want to listen to those instead of yeah. the new songs yeah, like, which oh, isn't fair like but that's and that's that's the thing like coming out of it the first time I was comparing the music so harshly against the first movie and then I'm like well that's really not fair because the first movie it's like one of the greatest soundtracks of all time like so like how can you hold any movie to that standard it's just you're not gonna be able to repeat that um so how did you guys feel about um emily blunt or mary poppins being a little more calculating and conniving instead of just an influence i wrote that down in my notes because <laughs> um, i didn't mind that but i no, can not understand because it's more in this movie about an outside threat and mm-hmm. not like we're fixing the family, right. we're fixing the dad. Right. It's more like we're going up against evil Mr. Darcy. Mm-hmm. So, um, I actually I thought it, I, it didn't bother me. I don't no, even remember like acknowledging it until afterwards when I was reading that she based it off the books rather than mm-hmm. Julie Andrews' performance, which I, I think is essential. I, d- I noticed that even more watching it. There's, there's a lot of stuff I know. It's worth a repeat viewing for sure. But just how much... I noticed it a little bit seeing the first time, but then the second time around, I'm just like, just noticing how much she's like an evil mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> she's just constantly messing with everything and she just knows the outcome of it. Like I didn't, I didn't catch the first time that she, she grabs Michael's suitcase. So Where then have you she been, can... bro? I'm sorry. I only <laughs> caught that the second time. <laughs> But just how like manipulating she is in this movie, yeah, I don't mind it at all. She's just an evil genius. It's like I'm gonna do what. Oh, I also want. to my point, he doesn't even notice his suit, his briefcase oh, he's, is gone. He's an artist, darling. He's yeah, <laughs> he should not be working at that bank. Um, yeah, no, I thought I thought that was a nice twist on Mary Poppins for sure. Just how much? Well, I think it was. I, I 
I feel like if she would have played it any differently, like and not gone off of the actual books and tried to like mock Julie, and I think she would have failed. Mm-hmm. Like I think you can't. She needed to put her own twist on it because Emily you can't, Blunt does not fail. Well, that's <laughs> my point. <laughs> um, kind of tying it back with the songs. The one thing I did miss. So in the first movie. I think the scene that has always stood out the most to me is when this movie takes just a really serious turn when the dad loses his job and it's just gloom and you know he's standing in front of the big bank doors you remember Mm. that and he's itching Mm. his foot a little Mm -hmm. with his other foot and the there's just this dramatic music in the background followed like tied in with the tuppence song and it's just this big dramatic like peace in this movie and i think mary poppins returns switches that out for the whole big ben sequence it would be around that same time Mm -hmm. i think which the big ben sequence is a lot of fun and it's over the top and it's ridiculous that these guys climb big ben with their ladders but part of me also missed like okay so this movie's just kind of two hours of a lot of fun and i like being in this world but i missed a little bit the most serious the movie gets is when i think the dad cries and front of everybody right he's Mm -hmm. like i can't handle this anymore but yeah i just i miss that like that top song i still yeah sort of the climax i don't know just a big like bringing it down to earth more i don't know because the big ben thing that is my least favorite trope it's the dumb time limit trope (laughs) which they did in like the force awakens because they're like oh in the first one the death star was gonna do its thing in half an hour but now we're gonna do it in 10 minutes and they do like an entire day's worth of work in like 10 minutes yeah and this one it's like oh we have seven minutes till 12 so they drive over there then they climb big ben in what five minutes but the whole time i'm like can't mary poppins fly and then she flies up there anyway so it's like well what was the point of that like i that was the one thing where i was like this isn't jiving with me yeah but that's and i don't know i don't know like what you change out because i still really love the movie but that's just the one thing I noticed. They kind of traded a really big dramatic scene from the first one for now, like this big fun, big Ben sequence. So I don't know. But I think uh, another review that I read did talk about the dad in the original one mm-hmm. and just how much weight his transformation had within the family. Yeah. And to me, the let's go fly a kite can't, you know, you can't hold that against the balloon scene because the balloon scene to me is just sugar without substance. Yeah. Because we've already had the dad, like the significant moment of this movie is the dad leaving the office and going, I don't need my house. I have everything I need. Right. You know, so like you already had that moment. So it's just the balloon scene didn't. If you, you were going to do the transformation, it should have been for Colin Firth's character. But I don't know that that's really fitting the way they set everything up. And, and he doesn't. Like, he holds the balloon. Well, and that's that's <laughs> yeah. the thing I wrote down. I'm like, in the end, everyone's flying and you're in mid-song and it cuts away from all of that. And you see Colin Firth and he tries to do the balloon thing. I'm just like, I didn't really need that. Like, this character is not transforming. I, yeah. I don't need to see him try to do the balloon. Like, I know it's not going to work and it's you just cut away in mid-song and then it goes back. It's just weirdly distracting. It was like, all right, well, we booked Colin Firth for this many days (laughs) and we paid him this much, so why don't we do one more scene with him? Like, that's what it felt like to me. (laughs) I did love how he rips the page out of the book. Yeah. It's such a dance-like movement. No. (laughs) And you knew before that that he was evil, you know? Oh, yeah, you know right away. But still, I just, I love that. 
Can I say that Colin Firth's voice as he's getting older and even more sexy? He's becoming like oh. a British George Clooney, and I think oh. his voice is it's getting just it's getting that hint of raspiness. <laughs> he's always had this like tangy British voice, and now it's getting slightly there's like a little George Clooney raspiness. It's just <laughs> he's a British George Clooney, I think. I like no? it. No, I like yeah. it. Yeah, I just yeah, he's just got one of those voices like when he's playing. The wolf and the strand of voice, like, oh yeah, that's Colin Firth's voice. Yeah, nice. Just got unmistakable voice now. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's great. Stacey, you go, Colin. Um, did you think Mel Streep's song was a period song? <laughs> because that's all I could think of. And then they were like, my family was like, no, she's too old to be on her period. Because once like, a month, every second Wednesday, she's, she's in the like, funk. everything goes upside down. I'm like, is this a period I'm like, song? Of course, you would relate to that. And then I'm I like, no, she's like. <laughs> over 60 years old in the movie yeah, I don't she think wouldn't have a period could possibly have a period <laughs> <laughs> i had very creative thinking but yes tubby it's I don't interesting know perspective i was like okay <laughs> i told tubby she's just in a gypsy funk at once first a month. when you asked me that question i thought you were like talking about like a period like a time period no and then i realized I what you were talking about and i was like oh no never mind that i don't know if disney would green light a song about menstruation <laughs> but the but the song with the the cover is not a book there's some saucy things in that sure, song sure. <laughs> it's like whoa which that might be my favorite like dance number altogether -uh. but i couldn't tell you what the melody of that song is oh, the i just love not a book, the i just love lin-man lin-manuel i god i cannot say his name lin-manuel miranda's um part in that song where it's just he starts doing his thing where he's like halfway rapping. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like his signature yeah. move. I just, I, and just all his movements. And he's, I, I just thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I don't know. I do want to talk about him and the I relationship. Saying I don't know so much. The relationship with the sister. Um, I thought they were really adorable. I mm. loved their meet cute of bumping into one another. That always works. Papers I think he's going to, he's going to end up in the friend zone though. I'm not feeling yeah. it. That's the thing. Like, I never felt any chemistry between those two yeah. actors. Um, but it is quite significant, and the movie doesn't touch on this at all, that this that Jane is with a working-class man who doesn't have a learned profession, and in the, they're in such different social... Also, she's, like, in her 30s and not married, which wouldn't that be, like, looked down upon? I don't know, but she's, like, know. trying to be a little more progressive, and she wears true, pants, true. and she, you know, goes to the labor... Right. Union and he's like, wow, that's hot, girl. Like, man, Workers appreciate rise. all your work. Um, but I just thought it was significant that the whole family is just really chill with it, and they're excellent people. And I don't know if that would be real life, but um, was Lamplighter a real profession, by the way? Did we look yeah. this up? Yep, it's a real profession. It was. That's real all they profession. did. Mm -hmm. They just lit and unlit lamps yeah. all day. Yeah. Wow. How long did that last until they could figure out? Hey, we could turn. Like, you know, in the Big Ben thing, when you just turn one thing and all the lights come on, that's probably a job for like five years until they were like, yeah, how about we not pay all these people? That was back in the Middle Ages. That one and the Night Watch were really looked down upon jobs because really? anything to do with like the darkness or the night Ugh. was like considered bad. And so huh. if you had that job, you were in a very low like social wow. kind of not not these lamplighters they're oh, no. all having a good old time they're like depression what <laughs> <laughs> we got safe government jobs we sing and dance and we talk in riddles we have a free moving company <laughs> we talk in riddles. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought uh, Emily Blunt and Lin Manuel had just fantastic chem- chemistry. I don't know if you felt that. They were good. I yeah, thought yeah. they were great together. Yeah, they really were. Just all all their dancing and singing together. They were just they were just a good pair. Good couple. I like how they they didn't make it a romantic like they did in the first one kind of like did they do that in the first one no i always got a yeah. feeling that there was something I like they were getting it on yeah like <laughs> are you kidding me yeah, right Dick now Van Dyke and, uh, yeah they were totally and this one they like didn't they i i kind of like that they didn't do that because i feel like it would have like no, pissed off it's people like she cheated on Dick yeah Van yeah so really? i i think it was in- she yeah, can never I have I, a relationship again no she's with dick van dyke that's who she's I, with i think beer palms is very asexual i don't very see her romantic doing yeah. anything yeah, yeah. representation she, she's slightly doesn't she seem like slightly sad and somber during parts of this At movie? At the end, yeah, right? yeah. She's just like, well, it's the life I chose. Flying through the clouds in my umbrella. And the balloon lady like sneaks up on her like, you know, nobody cares about <laughs> you. Wait, what? No, <laughs> what are you I'm talking exa- about? I'm exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> Robin flies away. She's like, no, she's yeah, just girl, like, you're right. Nobody cares. And then she flies away. I actually see her very much as like, a modern Jesus where she's just completely <laughs> selfless. She sacrifices all her time and energy to help all these other people. And she's like, this is what I do. And she flies away. But there's just this little part of her. It's like, like she sees the family walk away. She's like, oh, it'd be nice to have a family. But nope. No, it's not what it's not. What it's not. It's not me. It's like time. Oh, she's like, it's time to go. It's time You're to really help someone else. Into this a little bit. <laughs> no, or like, so there was that when you. she's sort of sadly looking at the distance. And there's also after she fixes the bowl and the kids like get up and like, look, the bowl is fixed. Oh, and she's and then the, and the kids like, it's like, we should tell Mary. And the daughter's like, I suspect she already knows. And then you see Mary Poppins. She's just like, ah, like <laughs> behind the other door. I'm like, why are you so sad? <laughs> I don't know. You didn't notice that? Uh, yeah. Can I say that I wish there would have been more interaction between the children and the dad? Because Mary mm-hmm. Poppins says, oh, I'm here primarily for the original Banks children. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, right. yeah, you too. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but then there wasn't a lot of that. She was just spending a lot of time with the younger kids. Yeah. So I would have wished just for that to... No, but she takes care of the younger kids. So then the younger kids can take care of the dad. Because he goes... Because then the dad goes, I thought I was taking care of them. Turns out they're taking care of me this whole time. Yeah, but isn't that the problem? That he can't get his act together and the kids are growing up too fast. But that's how she shows him indirectly that to get his act together. No. Yeah. He's he's rich now. There's that master mastermind. (laughs) Evil. Evil evil selfless mastermind Mary Poppins. (laughs) No, I just think those, those those couple glimpses into... Her sadness, so to speak, it just humanizes. Like, it, yeah, it humanizes yeah. the character more. I just, yeah, I. I did have a problem with the wise child trope in this one, and that trope never bothers me. Wait, it's um, it's, come again. It's when children act like adults and they're not mm-hmm, children. Sure, it happens in a lot of movies, and like in Nice Guys, I don't mind it. It makes sense to me in that okay, movie. Okay, like how in this movie? Um. It was so over the top that I didn't feel like the children were real children because they're Hmm. six years old and they're acting as parents. 
they're worrying and even understanding what losing the house means. They're making plans on what to do about it. They're ha they have I, these I'm very not, adult I'm not with you feelings. there. Like their no. mom died. They're like they just know how to help out. They're very much like. I just don't think when if a six year old's mom dies a year before. They're now fine and acting as adults. I didn't see enough of no, like, but a because the dad's there. such a hot mess, they all all the kids kind of have to stick together and be like, uh, just kind of help out. I no? think that you're you have a very limited influence, like a limited experience with children, and especially during traumatic things. And I'm, I can tell you that it it yeah, you know, it's totally believable that all of them are like that. I believed it in the older girl. I did not believe it in the five-year-old kid. Really? Like when the dad is yelling at them, they're all just knitting their brows and standing there. And I'm like, one of them would start crying. If this was real life, oh, sure. one of the kids yeah. would start I crying and have, because these children, all, I looked this up. I looked this up on a therapist. Okay, come website. on, come on. <laughs> all the kids have very like inside and outside feelings. And with the exception of the daughter, kids that young don't, make those distinguished distinctions very easily so like the things they feel usually come out and they can't really control them all that well uh, and like the younger kids children at that age often like are just beginning to understand what death even is like or what that concept is of like somebody dying mm, and going away okay. um let's remember these kids are raised in london so all their feelings are pushed down I just think it would have been more realistic to me if it was like the daughter had to take over and was like, I know how to take care of myself. F off, Mary Poppins. Oh, snap. Like, I've been taking care of this family since. That's like, they did buy in the. They had that for a second and they're like, oh, we took a bath. We I love just you didn't now. buy all the kids, especially because she was at a higher um, developmental stage where mm -hmm. you do have those more hidden feelings and you kind of figure things out more. Like, it would have made more sense if at least the other two kids were a little bit more like children and less like adults mm -hmm. if that okay. makes sense mm -hmm. but um i don't know i just thought yeah okay uh what else get your act together dad <laughs> <laughs> cover a lot um, yeah that's kind of all i had what else i'm looking over my notes stacy what you got mm, i pretty much covered everything mm. i had to say Mm. Um, I love this movie and I will watch it again and I enjoyed it even more watching it a second time I like the old timey cartoons that they yeah. didn't try to update it and it wasn't like yeah. you know Toy Story or something yeah when like, I saw that in the trailer I was like yes like keeping with the kind of the same art style but at the same time you had a contrast because you have kind of all the special effects in the bathtub uh, oh, swimming yeah, scene yeah, yeah. so that's all modern yeah. special effects and then they also do the old school stuff. I thought it was a really nice touch and mix of things um, yeah the special effects they're like everyone's always constantly floating in this movie and it looks really good like <laughs> I know these people are on wires but like they did a really nice job with the special effects can I just do a shout out to the best character in this movie who was the, the solicitor what? no <laughs> the solicitor who's like has a heart of gold yeah not solicitor he's a lawyer they call him solicitor do they? oh yeah. um, oh one thing I noticed watching it a second time because I was looking in the background a lot more um when they're going to the concert hall and they're in the bowl and uh, she starts spinning her umbrella and then the concert hall appears 
and I'm looking at all the animals in the background and it shows them from the front walking towards the camera and I'm looking at the animals in the back and I saw the cutest thing. It was the zebra that it, it like gets this bag of popcorn from the stand and it just kind of starts munching on the popcorn with this little zebra like horse mouth. I was like, nom, nom. <laughs> like next time you watch it, you have to pay attention to it. Because <laughs> it will. was really funny. <laughs> Get a little kick out of it. You know how like horses eat? They got these like kind of flappy lips, big yep. mouth, right? And it's just a zebra like <laughs> munching down on this popcorn. <laughs> it's just like nice little details all around. It's just like, yeah, someone has to draw all that, right? Yeah, all I these guess, like background yeah. things. Yeah. Um all right, good stuff. Any any final thoughts? Everyone good? I'm good. What do you give it out of ten points? What do you give it? A nine out of ten. Stacy's checked out. She's on her phone. She's not I'm here with us anymore. <laughs> You've been looking something up for the last 45 minutes. <laughs> Tubby, 8 out of 10? 7 out of 10? What do you, what do you got? Yeah, I don't know. 8, 9. I don't know, Yo. man. Mm-hmm. 8 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us, as always, on Twitter, on Instagram, at ModernLifePod. You can email us at ModernLifePod at Gmail dot com um don't forget to subscribe to the podcast download it if you want to leave a comment on like the apple store or whatever rate the podcast that always helps um what are we doing next do we know we don't actually i think i do i want to do a podcast with stacy we're going to do one long oh yeah we had a modern just a whole hour of modern thoughts a few weeks ago and i think i i got I got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We've been watching a lot of movies lately, and the, we had the holidays and the new year, and I had an interesting sleeping situation last night that I need to talk about. Um, <laughs> that just sounds creepy. Yeah. <laughs> for the record, maybe not lead with that. <laughs> I didn't lead with it. I, I snagged it, it on me. Whatever you're doing, just don't do it again. <laughs> it was an interesting sleeping situation, and you weren't involved, Stacy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we'll catch you guys soon. Bye!